Mine's good. Life good! Got real close. Got hair high, right? Trying to hit two thirds. Have they saved it for her? Yes, they have! Welcome to Game of Stones, everybody. I am Sean Graham. Scott is alongside, as always. Hello, Scott. Sean, we're in a new country. Can you believe it? It's hard to believe, but we are in the United States of America. We are in Knoxville, Tennessee. Boy, howdy, are we. Uh, Knoxville's pretty cool so far. We went out to Dollywood. Uh, we saw the Stampede yesterday, which was kind of fun. Drank a couple beers. Couple, yeah. So we've been here for roughly, what, around 30, no, more than that, 48 hours almost at this point. And we came so early because we had to prep for what we're about to do. We are here to play in the Rocky Top Bond Spiel. It's a summer spiel that's held in Knoxville every year. We are one of about 10 Canadian teams that are playing in this Bond Spiel. 32 teams total. Uh, it's actually surprising in looking at the teams where they're all from. Uh, there's like, like a team from North Carolina or South Carolina. Yeah. Uh, so which is, it'll be fun to, to see what it's all about. This is the second year that I'm playing in a summer spiel. This is your first summer spiel though, Scott. Yeah, I feel like I might be out of shape. So uh, I'm going to have to ease myself into it. Did a little bit of stretching this morning. Uh, I'm feeling like I'll be okay. Yeah, so we're here. Ryan Stammers is here. Uh, Nancy White is here as well. They don't want to talk right now, but they are here. We'll, so what we're going to do for this episode is going to be something a little different from what we've done in the past is we're going to take you through what it's like to play in a summer bond spiel. And we're recording this before we start. Our first game is about an hour and a half from now, is when we're scheduled to hit the ice. And we'll just take you through what it's like. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to some of the other participants. We will uh, give a breakdown of what the ice is like. We're playing on hockey ice that they've had since about Monday. So they've been able to flood over the hockey part but it still is not anywhere near what curling club ice is, nor is it anything comparable to arena ice for bond spiels, for major events. Mm -hmm. So take you through that, and, and just sort of we'll have a fun episode going through the rocky top bond spiel. Yeah, it'll be pretty fun. Uh, it's going to be fun to be broadcasting from the south. It's really hot outside, over 30 degrees the last two days. It's looking like we're setting up for another 30 degrees today, so... Perfect curling weather. It's uh, curling. Curling is definitely on the brain, you know. When yeah. It's this hot. So we're here. Uh, we are representing the Game of Stones podcast. Our team name is not sponsored by the Game of Stones podcast. We have Game of Stones T-shirts, Game of Stones stickers to give out. Uh, so we'll have a full-on Game of Stones weekend. So we have to go prep. Yes, but we'll talk to you after our first game. Win or lose? Yeah, and you'll find out what the answer is. Right now. Alright, so we're here. It's uh, Friday night at the Ice Chalet in lovely Knoxville, Tennessee. 7.30 draw currently on the ice. The Game of Stones podcast team is waiting until the 9.45 draw for our game after we were victorious this afternoon over a team comprised of players from Ohio, uh, Tennessee, uh, a local player, and uh, England. 
actually. So, oh, and it's a hog. It's a hog, hog rock. And, <laughs> free beer, free beer, free beer. So one of the lovely things about this establishment is that it is very, very small. And uh, because as we sit right now, it's uh, about 20 to 9 Friday night, and somehow it's still 30 degrees outside here in Knoxville. So most of the people, despite the fact there's a lovely patio area set out in the parking lot, most people are inside watching these games. And uh, Jeremy there, as you heard, just hogged a rock. So Scott, after the first game, what is your initial impression here of the Rocky Top Open? Oh, Sean, the people have been super, super friendly. That's my first impression. Been having a great time. Curling-wise, I found the ice was uh, crazy straight. You know, I was, I was taking about two feet for a draw. And uh, a little bit of problems with some condensation today. So a couple bumpy spots on the ice. That was a bit of fun to navigate. Yeah, and not even bumpy. Like, it's, they're like speed bumps. Uh, we've seen a couple people take tumbles here. Uh, which may or may not be related to the bumps or the fact that uh, one of the things about this bond spiel is that your beer is included and it's just wide open here. No one's monitoring it. So people could be going to town on that. Uh, but yeah, we've seen a few tumbles. We are in, the, the facility is really interesting. There's hockey lines on the ice, curling lines that are there year round because this club operates year round, but there's no glass. Uh, which I think is interesting on the sides. Uh, it appears as though they do a lot of figure skating events. There's a rather sophisticated light setup here, which I did not anticipate. Uh, but yeah, the ice was really straight this morning, but faster than I anticipated, given how hot it is. Yeah, I was just timing a few rocks, and I was getting about 11 and a half seconds for a draw. So still slow, but maybe not as slow as we anticipated. And it could have been getting slower you know, as the night goes on, more games happen. Uh, it's a little tougher to keep the conditions that great. Yeah, and they got the ice Tuesday here, and so no one's been skating on it, and they've uh, done a really good job scraping it, flooding it, and so on and so forth. They wanted to set up, we were talking to one of the ice makers earlier, wanted to set it up so that they were only working on the actual play surface, but the arena didn't want them to do that. So that may, makes it a little harder for them. But after every game, they're coming out doing a full scrape with the Ice King. We have another hog. Another hog. Same um, team. Oh. Same team. Having a tough, tough end here. Uh, but they're using the Ice King after every game. Uh, they're double pebbling before the scrape. So they're doing as much as they can. Sure. But again, it's 30 degrees outside in a facility that's not designed for curling. No, no. So they're doing a great job. And uh, we'll see what happens tonight. We, like you said, we got a game against another Canadian team out of Hamilton at uh, 9.45. So we'll see how that goes and then uh, crush a few more beers. Yeah, so that game's at 9.45. Interestingly enough, uh, Nancy, Ryan, and I played in a bond spiel in Pittsburgh last year, and this is the team that eliminated us in the semifinal yeah. uh, match. Uh, and they're just by happenstance, they're here in Knoxville. So we'll play them. Nancy, real quick, what's your scouting report for this team? Uh, I don't remember really what happened in Pittsburgh. <laughs> okay. Um, so there you go. Ryan? I'm kind of on the same page as Nancy here, but it was a tough game. I remember it was a close game, tough loss. Yeah, so they're a good team. They beat the team they played this morning 8-9-1 or something. 
and were off before us. And we only played six ends, so they were off before us. So it should be a good match. We'll see if we can check in with them after this podcast. Uh, and hopefully the Game of Stones continues strong. One of the benefits, of course, of winning, who cares if you're actually in the competition anymore, but if we lose, we play at 10.30 tomorrow morning. If we win, we play at 1. Yeah, so we're looking to get that win to sleep in a little bit later. Yeah, so we'll go play. Uh, we'll check in after our game from the dastardly team from Hamilton. So we are here in a nearly empty Knoxville Ice Chalet. It's just after midnight now on Saturday, June the 9th, I think. Uh, but it's just after midnight. The last game just came off the ice. Interestingly, I was sitting here watching it. Uh, game started about 9.45. They finished seven ends in two hours and 15 minutes. But uh, here at the Ice Chalet, because it's you know midnight and it's still about 25, 6 degrees outside, there's been some condensation coming down from the roof. So Sheet B is the worst, and the game that was still on the ice was on Sheet B. Uh, and Scott, as you look out uh, with the hockey ice, right around the blue line, yeah. Sort of in the neutral zone. There's a, a lot of bumps from where some water's coming down. Almost looks like it's from the light fixture, maybe. Yeah, I think so. And uh, so this guy, on his last shot uh, to try and tie the game, threw it. You remember Jason Gunlifson in <laughs> the Briar, uh, his second to last shot, where he tried to throw it really hard and it rolled? Yeah. Hit that bump, did the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> uh, so needless to say, he didn't make the shot. Uh, but, uh, so that game, you know, finishes... Uh, seven ends in about 2.15. We finished six ends in about an hour 20. We did. Uh, we were uh, we were off the ice pretty early tonight. Uh, it was a rough go for the team uh, game of stones. We, uh, yeah, like you were saying there, it's 25, 26 degrees still. And it's really dark out. But uh, the ice is pretty slow. Third draw without a scrape. So, you know, it's tough for everybody. And just the breaks didn't go our way tonight. Yeah, and my broom, I'm playing second uh, this weekend. My broom was soaked by the second end. You're just picking up so much frost on this ice. It is really slow, and you can see it. Yeah, I had a couple uh, times where my broom stuck. Like, yeah, know, I, I may have and... actually burnt one by having the broom stick and just tapping the, uh, yeah. tapping the stone. Uh, I'm not sure if I actually touched it, though. It was close, uh, whether right. or not I hit it. So, and you can even see, like, if you don't play a path, like, like if you're only playing one side for one end, if you've played the other side of the ice the end before that, the frost is creeping in fast. It's not taking long. No, it's not taking long. But uh, So, yeah, we dropped a tough one tonight, but we're still alive. Playing uh, tomorrow morning, and we're guaranteed two games tomorrow, I think. No, if we lose, we're out. So oh. we got to win at 1045. The loser is out of that game. Uh, fortunately, I guess for us, the team that we're playing also got blowed out good tonight. Oh, so right a couple teams coming off of somewhat substantive losses. And if we win, we're through to semifinal Sunday, right? No, if we win, we got to play at 3.30 to oh, get boy. to Sunday. So a potential for a three-game day, but, or excuse me, a two-game day. But if we lose, we could be eligible for the loser prize, potentially. That's right, that's right. Which is the um, like out-so-early reward. Yeah, the first the first team to be eliminated from this bond spiel gets a, a nice prize of tea times. Yeah, but here's the thing, Scott. It's 500 degrees here. I don't think I would want to even play, to be honest with you, but it's a lovely idea. Yeah, I mean, if we could get on at 7 o'clock, 
That might be okay. It could be fine. Seven yeah. at night. So it, it should be fun. There's a banquet tomorrow night. I think the last draw is actually that 3.30 or 3.45 game. That's that right. Yeah. And there's a yacht club here locally, so everyone will go, uh, which will be good for the ice too, I think, to give it, give it a bit of a breather before the big games on Sunday. So we'll come back to you in the morning, actually probably the afternoon, after we play in a do-or-die game for Team Game of Stones. Well, now that I know it's do-or-die, Sean, uh, boy, I'm super nervous. Yeah, I got to get home. Let's let's get back to the Airbnb. Sleep fast. Sleep good. Sleep fast, sleep well. And uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. All righty. It is Saturday morning here in Knoxville, Tennessee. It's about uh, 10.30 in the morning. I'm awake for some unexplainable reason. Uh, but really, it's because we start curling in 15 minutes, Scott. Oh, Sean, I'm really, uh, like you, I'm a little sleepy. I mean, uh, it's a bit early for a Saturday morning, but looking forward to getting out there on the ice and see if these uh, ice conditions are a little better than, than at 10, 10.30 last night. Yeah, know? hopefully they are. When we came in this morning, we got here about a half hour ago to have some breakfast, yeah. but one of the things that I noticed is there's a, a thermometer on the wall. Last night... It was at about 60, between 60 and 65 degrees for the inside temperature here in the arena. This morning it's at about 50. So the building is cooler. It was yep. able to cool off overnight. Yeah. We'll see what happens. It's supposed to be another scorcher today. but Yeah, we'll, they're, they're scraping the ice uh, right now just before the game. So uh, we're getting a fresh scrape. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, last night we didn't get a scrape before the game. Looks like they're going to scrape every draw today because it is so hot. Uh, but one of the things today is the games aren't going to go as long. I think... If anyone makes it to tomorrow morning, the ice tomorrow morning should be really good because this building's going to be empty for about 13 or 14 hours. Yeah, the banquet's on there tonight. Yeah, so there's no games during the dinner tonight. So if we can make it to tomorrow, the ice hopefully would be really good. Uh, We don't know much about the team we're playing. We know that they got... Uh, they, they lost almost as bad as last night as we did. Okay. Uh, and we know they're from Detroit. That's From Detroit. All that's, right. That's really all we know about them. Is, so. there, is their name Detroit Rock City? It should be, but yeah. it's, it's not. <laughs> um, but it should be. So we will uh, we'll go out. We'll give it our all. What do you think? If I have to be bold, Sean, I'm saying we're going to take this one home. Right. We're going to be playing again this afternoon. All right. Let's see what happens. We're on sheet B, and uh, we will reconvene after. All right, so we are just off the ice, an eight-end battle against the dastardly team from Detroit, and we lost. Well, Sean, you know, I'd like to say that uh, my prediction would have come true, but uh, it was a rough go out there for me, personally. Um, I was trying. We got down after a few unfortunate misses uh, that I'll half blame on the ice and half blame on my release, (laughs) and... Uh, after that, I started junking it up, trying to get things in place, starting to... And we were clawing our way back, but we just unfortunately ran out of time. Yeah, we couldn't quite get back. Well, we're going to talk to the other skip in a bit about what happened out there. There was, a, There's a lot of condensation coming down from the roof because it is so hot, so there's a lot of bumps. And if anyone remembers Jason Gunlifson in the Briar, his last rock, or his first rock, excuse me, uh, in that last end, where he, he felt it was picking and he sort of whipped it and it basically rolled almost down the ice. Uh, the bumps in the ice were causing that on a lot of shots. So uh, it was tough for both teams, but give them credit. They figured it out. They won the game. And so now uh, we just go to dinner, uh, drink some beers, and we're done. And that's that. That's so that. Uh, so we're going to head outside. Uh, lunch is on the, t- the table right now. So we'll head outside and uh, hang out with them, and then we'll be back talking to Eric from Detroit. All right, we are here. It is approximately 3.30, 2.30. Uh, 
on Saturday afternoon, Knoxville, Tennessee. We uh, got up the ice a couple hours ago. Team Game of Stones was unsuccessful this morning uh, against the dastardly team from Detroit, skipped by Eric, who's joining us now. Uh, Eric, good game this morning. It was a great game. Well, for you. Yeah, for well, <laughs> we made eight ends. You guys were close. There. It was a close game overall. Wow, so Eric's gotten some media training, clearly, um, to flatter the other team. Scott, you skipped against Eric here. What was your take? Oh, my take was we were just about ready to shake hands after six there if we didn't uh, get a point or two on the board. And, and we managed to get one and clawed our way back, but uh, tough ice conditions for both teams this morning, and uh, unfortunately we came out on the wrong end of it. Yeah, so Eric, uh, describe the ice for us, because we were on sheet B, which pretty much from all accounts this weekend has been the worst sheet. And uh, uh, we'll get into this, but you're an ice maker at home. So what was your take on the ice? Just so the people don't think we're just having sour grapes here. <laughs> no, uh, so there's there's problem with humidity. That's one of the biggest challenges making ice in the summer, especially in the south. Yeah. Uh, the humidification system was broken down until less than a week ago. So pulling all that humidity out of this building is a challenge. Sheet B happens to be right in the, you'll see a rail there. It doesn't yeah. help things. Yeah. Uh, so, so the way I've been describing it almost is like, because there's these, the, there's condensation coming off of this rail, yeah. uh, there's, there's points where it's almost like playing Plinko on The Price is Right. Sometimes, yeah. yeah trying to man, try to remember where the, uh, the big bumps are is, is important. Yeah. yeah, coming back towards the home end, there's a few right before the hog line. So I was coming really close to hogging my rocks because I wanted to hold yeah. on to them until after the bumps yeah. and before the hog line. It was a really, really tough, tough spot. But, you know, the ice is the same for each team. We lost the game. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so Eric, Eric figured it out before I was able to figure it out. So uh, there you go. Yeah. So there's nothing you can do. So Eric, uh, so your team's here from Detroit. Yes. Uh, and I was mildly surprised to learn that you have a dedicated facility there in D- Detroit. You're not on arena ice. Uh, one of the oldest facility, one of the oldest clubs in the United States. Uh, over 135 years now. Which but is not which the is, facility, but the club. Right. And what, what's your membership like? What's the situation uh, this, in Detroit right now? This year we are around 320 members. Uh, four sheets of ice. Uh, it's getting pretty consistent. Yeah. Yeah, that's really busy. Is, is there anyone who comes across the border to play? Oh, yeah. I mean, for pretty much all of our uh, spiels, there's plenty of Canadians over there Every every for every one of those. Okay. And you're the ice guy or one of the ice I guys? I am the ice guy, yes. Okay. And, and for that facility, uh, what sort of equipment do you have? Is it ever a challenge to get it going? Uh, I mean, there's making ice everywhere is always a challenge. Right. There's always challenges. Uh, we have pretty much everything we need. Uh, we upgraded our um, control system for the compressors this year, so it's a little bit more fine-tuned, uh, which has helped. Uh, they, before I even got there, they had a pretty good dehumidification system, and the compressors for the for the normal season hold up pretty well. We have actually extended our season an extra month now through April. And as on the warmer days, it can be a little bit more of a challenge to yeah. keep the ice conditions the way you want them. But otherwise, yeah, everything's uh, all the equipment is, that we need is there. Which is pretty cool. I mean, because one of the things we talk about a lot is 
the state of the game in the U.S. and to have a dedicated facility is, is pretty huge, I think, for, for any city in the United States. Yeah. But, I mean, of all the places you think, you know, Minnesota, Detroit, uh, North Dakota, like places that are closer to Canada, yes. tend to have the facilities would be certainly my take on and it. And they've got the nice cool weather as well, so it's less of a challenge than, say, here this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can you can sort of sustain it through the winter. So your team here, coming down from Detroit, how do you all know each other? What was the process of putting this team together? Uh, it was a little haphazard. Uh, <laughs> so uh, they, they're all people that I curl with on and off. Not necessarily the same team, but I've, they're all dedicated members of the club. And I kind of just asked around who was able to go. We kind of put ourselves together, and um, yeah, it was. Won a couple games. So yeah, we won a couple games. Yeah, you're two and one so far. Uh, you're gonna play again in about an hour in another do or die game. The game this morning was a do or die for both of us, and you did, we died. And uh, so, you're, so you're on the ice again at at 3:30. But this is not your first time here. No. Right, because obviously you're on the ice crew, so you know some of the folks here. So how did you first come to Knoxville? Because, again, this is not an obvious place to come no, I actually play. Grew up, I grew up in Knoxville. You grew up in Knoxville. Yeah. Oh, because you, oh, you're staying with your parents, they said. Right. Yep. So what is it like for you to come back to Knoxville? It's always good. It's good to kind of come back and see what the differences are and then see how you can improve. This year, like every year, coming down here to make ice is always its own particular kind of challenge. Um, one year you'll have one set of problems, and another year you'll have a set of, a set of problems. So it's a chance to kind of see how you deal with those problems as best you can. Right. So, and as somebody who grew up in Knoxville, how did you get into curling? Uh, so the, the a different ice arena than the one we're at to, today uh, started. Basically, they they just started up. They're looking for a way to fill their ice, so they bought some stones. They just had open learn to curls. And I saw it in the paper and went and tried it out. Had a great time. Kept on doing it, kept on doing it. Uh, and then eventually started helping with the ice and eventually went, went from there to, to Detroit. And right. So but what's it like growing up? You're in Knoxville. Yeah. You're a, a teenager. Uh, you're, you're not going to, say, a party one night because you're out at the curling rink. Uh, is that a diffi difficult thing to explain perhaps to some of your friends well, it's a great conversation starter <laughs> really yeah. you, you you curl the, the biggest transition has been when i first started people had no clue what it was then like within two or three years like one olympic cycle yeah. they're like oh the thing with with the you you move your hands back and forth like you're uh <laughs> brushing the brushing the eyes like yes with the balls right oh no no yeah. they're stones so, they're yeah. rocks <laughs> 42 pounds yeah, and now this year, I mean, I, I certainly expect, because we've heard it from so, several people down here, that uh, there will be a bump in registrations across the country in curling because yeah. of what John Schuster's team did, and presumably you are all expecting the same. Yes, I mean, regard to a certain extent, even if the U.S. team doesn't do well, still a lot of interest because people watch it and they right. just want to come check it out. But this year with the... Uh, the success of the men's team, I would expect, yes, quite a bit more interest to, to be there. Just partially because they're people like to watch their own country uh, play, and the more they're playing, the more people are watching. So, absolutely, absolutely. USA, yeah. USA all the way, yeah. Uh, well, that, that's great. Good luck this afternoon. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time.
We don't appreciate you beating the crap out of us, but uh, you know. beating the crap's harsh. You guys are really hard on yourselves. And yet that's what happens. So Eric, thanks a lot. Thank you. So our thanks to Eric for taking the time to talk to us after that game uh, as he preps for his big uh, quarterfinal, I think, in, in the second draw, uh, in the second event there, as they get ready for that game. Good luck to them. The next stop for us is going to be out at the Concord Yacht Club here in Knoxville, where they're having the banquet this evening. So the 3.30 draw is the last game. Everyone will convene out at the Yacht Club, and we will talk to you from there. All right, so we didn't actually get a chance to talk to you from the Yacht Club. We are back at the Curling Club here Sunday morning. The semifinal games are on the ice. That's what you hear behind me. Uh, we'll pay attention to those. Uh, the lunch is available. There's still beer. Uh, some of the teams that we played, Canadian Chaos, out on the ice, playing the semifinal right now. They beat us in our second game. Uh, finals are at 1 o'clock this afternoon. There's uh, a lot of folks around. A lot of the locals have come uh, even those who have been eliminated and a lot of the out-of-towners who are still here are around because there's brisket on the table. So uh, we're going to enjoy that and we'll be back when the Piper comes back and we'll give a bit of a preview of the final here at the Rocky Top Open Bondsville. Sunday afternoon, Knoxville, Tennessee. You just heard the Piper. Uh, Pipe and the finalist out on the ice. There are five games on the ice. All eyes, though, Scott. TV sheets. <laughs> sheet C. First event final, Team Trojan Sec against the A team. Who you got? Oh, you know, Sean, I've uh, been setting all these teams very closely, <laughs> but I have to give it to Team Trojasek, who uh, beat the Briar Four in the semifinal. Yeah, uh, there was a big, big win for them uh, this morning over the Briar Four. There is a player out there, though, I'm pretty sure was eliminated yesterday, so I don't know if these are the actual teams. But hey. Hey, you know, uh, after a big party like last night, you got got some teams playing hurt, so uh, round up whoever you can. Yeah, so in addition to, of course, the, the, the feature game, you also have the second event final, the third event final, and uh, a couple consolation finals for teams that made the semifinals and uh, quarterfinals in various events. Uh, the people who lost in the semifinal are playing in the Carpetbagger final, and the teams that lost in the quarterfinals are playing in the Bless Your Heart final. So those are the five games across the sheets. Uh, Stammers, any thoughts? 
It's been an exciting event for sure, and I can't wait to see the results of these finals. Yeah, so we'll, we'll probably find out who wins at some point, uh, and we'll update you when we wrap it all up here. Uh, but we want to uh, make sure we get our seats jam-packed here at the Ice Chalet here in Knoxville for final Sunday as the Rocky Top Open will be decided over the next two hours. Finals are underway here at the Rocky Top, Rocky Top Open. We're here with Don Powell, one of the ice makers this weekend. Hi, Don. Hey there, how are you? I'm good, so I'm uh, probably better than you uh, because you know, 30 degrees Celsius outside and you've been trying to make ice all weekend. It's been a bit of a struggle. <laughs> Making ice in Tennessee in June certainly has its, uh, its issues. Yeah, so Don, where, where are you from? Where do you normally make ice? I make ice at the Western Golf and Country Club in Toronto. Okay, so if you were to compare, uh, say, a dedicated facility like Weston to an ice, this ice chalet here, uh, what's the biggest difference for you coming down here? Well, I would have to say it's the outdoor temperatures and humidity yeah. uh, that makes the biggest struggle. Making ice in Tennessee in June has... Uh, challenges right um, and, and how much does the building play into that because not only is it really hot outside but you know sort of metal tin roof which seems to be taking in a lot of the heat as well it, it certainly is and no no fault of, of the facility itself but they did have a number of issues prior to us starting they had some dehumidification problems unexpectedly they lost both of their dehumidifiers and there was an incredible uh, rainy situation that happened here. I got here last Sunday and it was pretty much a, a tropical forest in this building. So we've since had the dehumidifiers fixed. Yep. Things have been working relatively better, but still it's a steel building. We're making it cold. Uh, condensation is happening on the beams. We've had a few issues with drips, yep. and that makes it difficult for both the ice makers and the curlers. Sure, yeah, we talked about that yesterday. We played on sheet B where there are uh, several visible bumps, which did make it uh, somewhat difficult to, uh, to throw, but, you know, as Eric, the other skipper beat us, said, there's an equalization factor to it. I mean, it's the same. Well, true enough. It is. It's the same for both teams. But as an ice maker, I kind of that in a way is a bit of a cop out. Our, our job is to make the best ice conditions we can. Yeah. The reality of it is, this is a summer bond spiel. This is hopefully people are coming down to have a good time. Right. Uh, some of the players take things a little bit too seriously, <laughs> and I think they should do a calendar check. Right. And maybe uh, consider that next time before they come here. That's a very fair point. Yeah, we have seen some, uh, including my skip, uh, my brother's got a few broom slams over okay. things that so. you can't really control. Yeah, you got to just take it easy. It is June. And one of the things I've noticed, too, is that, you know, the Canadian teams that are down here, um, yeah, you're right. Some of them don't quite appreciate that. You know, it's 30 degrees outside, we're in the south, and we're on ice. So. Uh, I, some of them, I think, took took the subway train from <laughs> from Ontario, and they popped up in a tunnel, and they haven't been outside, and they haven't added up two and two together, oh, and yeah. I've kind of a little bit fed up. That's fair, absolutely fair, Don. Uh, so one of the other things about this building and that I've been curious about since we got here, uh, from an ice-making perspective, is that you have a window to the outside, which you don't have a, really in any clubs ever. Uh, That's true. Uh, That's and now true. It's, it's covered uh, pretty much the whole way down. 
But does that window, does that present any any challenges at all? Not really. No? Not really. It is uh, a south-facing window, and there's a huge tree line on the other side. The windows take a little bit of heat very first thing in the morning. Right. But because that's a pretty heavy curtain, yep. and it's about a foot and a half away from the window, there's very little heat gain from that. Okay. And what about even just, uh, I, I noticed too coming in, in the mornings, obviously, it's colder than at night. Absolutely. Um, and so, obviously, the, the heat's coming in during the day as people are coming in and out of the building. And just the number of people in the building. As you've been going through the day, uh, I've noticed a lot of scraping uh, and pebbling and all that. But has there been, you know, later in the days, uh, has there been need to, to do more work on the ice as opposed to some of the mornings? Uh, it, it is colder in the morning. It's colder in the morning. It's also a little bit more frost in the morning. We're typically here about two to two and a half hours before game time. Right. Uh, later in the day, the air temperature is warmer. We've had 40 people in the building all day long. Yeah. And that increases the air temperature, and that kind of keeps the dripping somewhat more under control. Right. The issues are more so first thing in the morning, so we wake up early and we deal with it. Right. <laughs> uh, well... Uh, so, Don, how many years have you been involved in the Rocky Top? This is uh, the 10th time that I've been here. Okay. I started coming here in the third year of this bond spiel, and this is the 13th yeah. edition of the bond spiel. So, that's a pretty good run. And uh, so, so, for you, what is the, the main attraction to come down and make ice every year? I like to support curling. I want to see curling grow, uh, particularly in the U.S., particularly in the South U.S. Yep. And if I can do what I can do to help make this a success, I'm, I'm all about that. Which is great, too, because one of the things that, in talking to some of the folks down here, that at least this year, because of the Olympics, they're running year-round as the curling club this year. So, you know, if we can get ice makers like you to come down uh, and help out and teach some of the local guys who don't have the same access to equipment yes. and yes. education that you guys have to teach them a little bit better for the club as new people come in they'll have better ice to play on more likely that's, to continue playing that's absolutely the goal is is to help make conditions better on an ongoing basis not just for this event right and and, it's, and for these guys i mean in the south you know you, you get days like this a lot too right yes. it's, so it's not yes. just that they would have to deal with yes. this in the summer it's not isolated for them, yes so. and, and the conditions certainly will change after this event uh they curl here once or twice a week yep. this is primarily a figure skating facility which means it, it's cut with a zamboni yep. um we haven't had a zamboni out here since uh sunday of last week right and we're trying to create as close to proper ice conditions as we can I am a competitive curler myself. I haven't curled in many years, but I've, I've played the game for many, many, many years, and I know I do know what good ice is all about. Right. Yeah, and then you mentioned figure skating facilities. Sydney told us last night there's an event in here at four. Yes. So as soon as these guys are done, yes. get the rocks yes. off, get the equipment off, yes. Zamboni's going around. Yes, and, that's that. yes. So. and then we're right back into their routine of, yeah. of skating six and a half days a week and yeah. one draw of curling. and. It just won't be the same, and I don't think that there's a way that possibly it can be. No, well, that's the reality of a multi-purpose facility, For sure. and, and that's what happened. So, uh, well, congratulations. I mean, we, we've enjoyed it. Uh, we've gotten more curl. The speed is better, than, way better than I thought it was going to be, given there the There were some so, draws. Uh, Friday was a really tough day. There was seven draws on Friday. Yeah, we played uh, Friday night. It was a hair, a we've, hair slow. We've tried to scrape it as often as we can, and that comes down to manpower. And I certainly didn't do this by myself. It was a yeah. small army that came. Uh, there was about five of us that came from Ontario. There's a few guys from the U.S. 
and it's uh, it's a collective effort. Yeah. Well, congratulations to you and the whole team. Thanks for taking thank, the time. Thank you. All right, so we're here. We have abandoned Knoxville, Tennessee in the Ice Chalet because we're not playing and we're very bitter individuals, right, Scott? That's right, Sean. Uh, we figured we could figure out who won the games just by looking online later, so decided to come out to uh, Tennessee Smokies AA baseball game. Yeah, so we're here at Tennessee Smokies taking on the Birmingham Barons, a long-standing rivalry of Cubs and White Sox minor league affiliates. game was going really fast. They played the first five minutes in about an hour uh, with two hits overall. Yeah. Uh, the last couple of innings were in the bottom, excuse me, top of the seventh right now. The Barons just took the lead on a solo home run to lead off the inning. Mammoth blast. Uh, the new pitcher, the actually the, uh, the Smokies pitcher, had a no-hitter going into the sixth inning. Gave up an unearned run, two errors, one base hit. Not a hard base hit, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. There was only one error, actually, that inning. Oh, the second one wasn't... They didn't call it they an error? They didn't call it an error, Sean. It would have made a tough play at first, so uh, gave it... Gave it a base hit. Oh, Controversial God. in the stands oh, as well it's as... An uh, that, that, that play was an error. Uh, easily an error. Uh, now he just had a strikeout. The batter is complaining uh, as he walks away. So one of the things that I really like, not just about spieling, Scott, but like just traveling in general, but this is something you could do with summer spiels. You could see the area, surrounding area. As we mentioned, we went to Dolly Parton's Stampede the other night. Now we're here at the Tennessee Smokies game. To me, it's one of the cool things about spieling. And, you know, if, if spieling was just the bond spiels, I don't know if I would go. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And all the people we talked to from the area said, oh, that'll be a great time going to the Smokies game, you know, have a, have a beer, have a good game. And uh, it's holding up so far. It looks like we might get some thunderstorms still. It's getting a little darker, getting a little windier, but... Uh, yeah, you might be able to hear the wind in the, the mic here. Uh, yeah, it might be, uh, might be relieving because current temperature, looking out at the scoreboard, 91 degrees Fahrenheit. So it's a scorcher. It's a scorcher. And this is actually a cool park. If you ever get the chance, if you're ever in Knoxville, this is a beautiful park. It's about 20 minutes outside the town. Uh, and Scotty and I, we've been to 27 major league parks, probably double-digit minor league parks. Yeah. Uh, and this is, this is right near the top for minor league parks for me. Uh, it's beautiful, set against a backdrop of a mountain area, a lot, lot of greenery there, great concessions, uh, just the, the whole ambiance of it is quite nice. Yeah, it's overall pretty good. Uh, we go to New Hampshire a lot to see the Blue Jays double uh, A team, and uh, I, I'd say they might, uh, might have a competition here for this stadium. Yeah, I think the stadium's a little better. The in-game crew in New Hampshire is definitely better than this crew. Yeah, Zick's, Zick's always uh, a lot of fun. So. Yeah, but overall, uh, a, a great time. So two out here in the top of the seventh, and we'll get back to Knoxville later tonight. We'll check in with the crew at the Ice Chalet. We'll see who won. Sure. And uh, our next step is to fly home. Uh, we got tomorrow. We're flying back to Ottawa tomorrow night, Monday nights. And we got some stuff on tap tomorrow, so we will check in with everybody tomorrow just before we head off to the airport. Sounds good, Sean. Alrighty, we are here in the Sun Sphere in Knoxville, Tennessee. It is Monday morning, just before noon here in Knoxville, Tennessee. And the Rocky Top Open is done, Scott. Yeah, Sean, it's over. It, you know, it. I'm a little sad about the spiel being over, but looking at this beautiful view of... The Smoky Mountains, the, the Tennessee River, downtown Knoxville, 
you know, it sort of makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, and it's a beautiful day here in Knoxville. Uh, the humidity has cleared out. It rained overnight. Uh, Don and the rest of the crew probably would have liked this weather a lot more than what we got over the weekend for the Bondspiel. But overall, uh, what is your impression of the Rocky Top and summer spilling in general? You know what? I got to say, everyone that we met was super, super, super nice. Uh, it was a great group of people. I have been inspired to pick up my banjo again. Yep. You know, uh, all that bluegrass music has been great. And uh, overall, it's been a really fun time. Really fun time. A lot of a lot of good beer, a lot of good convos. So good stuff. All right, very nice. And yeah, I enjoyed it too. And, and thanks to all the folks at the Rocky Top Open and from the Smoky Mountains Curling Club in Knoxville, Tennessee for having us and for putting on a good show. Sad we didn't win. Uh, congratulations to all those who did. We enjoyed the prizes. We saw the prize uh, that if you won, it was a beautiful hand-created, handcrafted mug thing from the uh, the Smoky Mountain Curling Club. Uh, beautiful piece there. Uh, you know, maybe we go back just to win that. Hell yeah, yeah. That's one of the best prizes I've ever seen. It was really nice. And uh, they have a potter, I think, that's a member of the club. So makes all those by hand. Yeah, and, and for anyone who's been listening to to us, there's a lot of summer bonds fields in the United States. A lot of them on arena ice, like we played on, you know, like we said, I played on one last year in Pittsburgh. This is Scott's first one now in Knoxville. There's a bunch of them, and they cater to Canadians, uh, which is why they do a lot of them in the summer, because a lot of clubs in the U.S. that we've found, they, they run year-round. So there's a chance off-season for dedicated facilities in Canada, for the most part. I, I don't think there are any that run year round at home, but I could be wrong on that. And a chance to, to play in the summer and, and see a place that maybe you haven't been before and meet some of our American counterparts and friends who are trying to grow the game in their communities. And these spiels are a big part of that. And having Canadians come down, like Don said, as ice makers or as players, it's it's just a good thing. And you know, it's, it's good for the growth of the game at the grassroots level. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and if we don't uh, get back into the old Rocky Top Open, maybe we'll look for another one next summer. Yeah, there's no shortage, so we encourage everyone, if you're interested and, and able to, to uh, check them out. They are a very good time. So that's going to do it from Knoxville at the top of the Sun Sphere, Sun Sphere as we look out over downtown Knoxville. Scott, any final words? Yeah, where are the wigs, Sean? Uh, yeah, I thought there were wigs in here, too. I actually thought it was knocked over about 20 years ago, but hey. We're here, and if you're in Knoxville, come check out the Sun Sphere. There's no attendant. You just come right up on your own. Yeah, just take the elevator, and off, up you come. And don't miss the world's largest Rubik's Cube either. So that'll do it for us. We'll be back next week with another episode. But until then, on behalf of Scott and Ryan and Nancy and everyone in Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, thanks for listening. If you haven't yet, please do subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever it is you get your podcast, give us a rating. You can follow us at Game of Stones Pod on Twitter. The email is Game of Stones Podcast at gmail.com. So until we talk again next week, keep the brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern. Make the final.